Hello and welcome back to the Logos Corner podcast. Today I have someone very, very special. His name is Jas. So let me just do him the respect he deserves and let him introduce himself. Jas, what's up and who are you, man? Uh, definitely, man. I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Jas Karn, Jas for short. I'm actually from uh, Abbotsford, BC. Uh, for those of you guys listening that don't know where that is, that's a small town just outside of uh, Vancouver. Um, born and raised, and uh, my parents came here back around 30 years ago, so born and brought up in BC. And um, yeah, just working hard every single day. So I work in the financial industry. I've been working in the industry now full-time for the last two and a half years. And um, mm. I actually, uh, actually met Israel here through a really good friend of mine that she works alongside with me. So we got connected, and uh, here we are for the conversation. So I'm looking forward to it today, man. Man, you know, it's a very small world, you know, from BC to Ottawa, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very sure. small world there. Yeah. And how uh, it's, you know, it comes like people come and meet in a very, uh, you know, special way. So I, I really appreciate you. So Jazz, uh, you said you work in a financial industry. What is it exactly that you do? Exactly. Yeah. So basically as myself, I basically work as an independent broker in the industry. Uh, so I work for myself, but not by myself, where I actually get to manage a trained mm. license group of uh, licensed advisors as well. Um, but the cool thing about the industry is that um, it's all self-paced. It's all independent. It's all independent work, which is nice. And um, the beauty of it is there's no cap to basically how much work you can do and how much you can earn and the people you can help out and make an impact for, which is what I love about it. Um, and the really cool thing is that mm-hmm. we get to work with a lot of reputable, incredible companies. Um, like obviously many of the listeners are probably mm-hmm. familiar with companies like um, TD Bank, BMO, Manulife, um, Fidelity. So mm-hmm. we basically get to represent and work with a lot of the largest banks, uh, insurance companies and investment firms around the entire country. So um, the cool thing about that is mm-hmm. that we get to uh, represent them, but uh, we work essentially for the client and at the end of the day, we will obviously work for ourselves as well. So um, my main approach is, and that's just the way that we do things, is that we more so focus on educating people our age, families, professionals, doesn't matter who it is. Anyone essentially is making money at the end of the day. And we're kind of educating them on exactly how money works. So a lot of the basic stuff mm-hmm. that we're taught in school, right? And you probably agree with that as well. So there's many things that we're not really taught growing up. And obviously, they're kept kind of, I want to say, secret or hidden for a reason. Um, it's just because if we know mm. more about these things, um, obviously there's there's more freedom that we have long term. So the main thing is that's exactly what so, it is. Go ahead. Dan. Yeah. So like, what 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 are those things exactly? Because like, I have a lot of questions, but let's just you know make sure like we go step by step. So I, I'm interested like, what are kind of those things that are hidden from you know the public, uh, from the institutions like education or like what they don't get to know and be told by you know mm-hmm. school the teachers even parents even the families they live in because you find yeah. that people are not like financial literate that i agree with you and um yeah let's, let's start there and then we'll go more into your story what how you you go there and everything you know they yeah, just start there yeah. 100%. So we kind of, yeah. uh, that's one of the basics first. So basics are essentially long-term. We all want financial security, right? We want to be financially free. And uh, mm. we want to be in a place where mm. we never have to actually think about money when it comes to anything that we do long-term. But the biggest problem that it comes mm. down to is today that there's two parts to that. One side is actually making money and making enough. And the other side is, is knowing exactly what to do with it once it comes home to your family. Right? How do you manage it? How do you save it? How do you invest it? How do you grow it? And how do you pass it on to your family? So that's, that's the other side of it. So it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. The problem is that most of us, and you probably agree with it as well, and many of the listeners probably do as well, that every single day we're all focused on earning, 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 earning. 
are all focused on earning more and more and more, but no one's actually focusing on those actually small, the small things that actually make the biggest difference long term, which is actually, you know, how do I manage it? How do I spend it? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I save it? How do mm-hmm. I invest it? How do I grow it? Because if you put it into perspective, mm-hmm. an average person, let's say, for example, across the country right now, works roughly, let's say, I don't know, 40 hours a week, right? So one thing we got to understand mm-hmm. is that money's a resource and money's a tool. So we spend roughly 40 mm-hmm. hours a week working for money, but we don't even spend one hour a week yeah. learning how money works. So that's the biggest problem right there. Mm, which, is a, which is the biggest problem, like, yeah. Because you find that's- like most people don't get to learn even not even 40 hours a week even their lifetime they don't even get to spend like an hour even 30 minutes say to actually learn anything different than what they've been told and programmed and scripted to do actually so yeah so like yeah so what are those what what are those things about money you said earning investment you know and growing your money like how are those things connected and how can someone like this is someone who is actually seeing us right like watching and listening and actually is wondering in you know in his or her like okay this sounds interesting what is it that actually can help me so why do i need even to first of all think and be financial free like what is in for me why should i even think of that concept of financial freedom why can't i just live a mediocre and comfortable life with my full-time job salary a year and you know take my 50k and just go home and wait to 100%. retire invest in wall street you know all these kind of things Definitely, so just, yeah, yeah. And nothing wrong with any of that. So it, I think it all comes down to mm. the questions you got to ask yourself. So you got to remember this. The quality of your life mm-hmm. is dependent on the quality of questions that you ask yourself. So if you're not asking yourself really good questions every single day, you're going to be living a low quality life. So when someone who is comfortable, like you mentioned before, I know lots of people that are comfortable making that income, right? And some people don't invest. They mm-hmm. don't save for the futures, all these things. But you got to ask yourself at the end of the day, for those of you guys that came here for a different part of the world, what was the main purpose about coming to Canada? Right. Did you come here to make money and pay bills? Right. So that's the first question. Now, for those of us, maybe is the answer. Is, oh, you going to do that? Exactly. Yeah. So were you going to pay bills? Exactly. So my mindset is if we came here for those purposes, we were doing the exact same thing back home anyways, because my parents were doing the exact same thing. And I had these conversations with my parents all the time as well, yeah. that we didn't come here just to make money and pay bills. We were already paying bills back home and already making money there. Right. We came here for a better mm-hmm. future for us, for obviously for our families, but not only is making money a part of it, it's about being in a place where, you know, you come to a country like this, we live in actually one of the top 10 strongest economies in the world, but it's so crazy that 54% of people right now in Canada, and actually as a survey done, 54% of people, they're living paycheck to paycheck. So what that means is if an unexpected $200 expense mm-hmm. pops up, many people are unable to cover that expense, which is crazy. So mm-hmm. there's many things that kind Which, of yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So if you kind of go back, for example, just a little bit, like, like you mentioned before, mm-hmm. schools don't teach us, right? So we don't learn about the stuff in high school. I mean, I studied business mm-hmm. myself. I took accounting, finance classes. They don't really teach a whole lot of practical knowledge over there. It's more so theoretical stuff, a lot of textbook stuff, right? So schools don't teach us. Banks don't teach us. Not the real world kind of things, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And banks don't really teach yeah. us these things because that's not their job, right? Their job is to provide services, provide products, and they're working on the clock. So they want to get clients in and out of the door meet their targets, hit their quotas. And I know this because I've worked with bankers before. I have clients of mine who used to work at banks or work at banks right now, right? So it's a different approach. And if you think about it, if you're working at a bank, for example, if you own a bank, the more your client knows, the more your, uh, uh, for example, customers know about, you know, these little shortcuts and things you can actually work around, I guess, they're losing business, 
right? Because now yeah, they know yeah. they can go elsewhere to put their money and invest their money, but they're reliant on the bank. So banks don't really teach us. And like you mentioned before, I mean, the government doesn't really teach us because the more that we know, you know what, the less power they have. The less that we know, the more power they have. So we can understand there's many different, you know, when it comes to these concepts, there's many different strategies, many concepts. And I get a lot of questions, like a lot of the times, bro, like people our age ask me a lot, mm. like, what's the, what's the best investment? What's what's the best place to put my money, this and that? And there's, yeah. no, there's no definite answer for that. There's no correct answer for where's the best place. <laughs> It, the, the answer to that yeah. is that what's the best place for you? So you answer with the question, what's the best place for you? So you could actually break down in terms of where you're at in your life right now. You know, how old are you? What are your circumstances? Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What's your income? Mm. Are you are you in debt? Do you have assets? And what are your long-term goals, right? And what's your circumstances mm. right now? Do you live with your parents? Do you have parents that are coming here later on? You know, all these things come into play. And then you can talk about, you know what, what are some things that could potentially work towards? What can I do here? What can I do over there? So what I really do is like, um, like you mentioned before, coming back to your question. So for someone who's watching this and they might be wondering, okay, where can I start and do all these things? You got to start mm-hmm. with sitting down with someone who's actually a professional in the field and actually breaking down your current scenario. So you can't jump towards a solution right away without knowing what your current situation is and what the problem is. What problem is? It's like it's like going and treat yourself or diagnose yourself without actually knowing the sickness and take every that's pill exactly, possible in the world. That's, exactly <laughs> that's kind of like going to a doctor and he prescribes you a bunch of meds, but he doesn't know what your actual problem is and what your situation is. So so same yeah. thing. So here. you find like he's not treating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so now you're probably wondering why those medications aren't working properly is because they're not solving the right problem. So same with money as well. Yeah. You know, maybe for example, yeah. like putting money to your saving account for long term for long term uses is not going to help you solve that problem of growing your money. Mm. So you gotta you gotta self diagnose yourself or di- diagnose yourself like you mentioned before by sitting down with a professional. You know, learning exactly where you're at, what the next steps are. Because if you think about it, bro, what happens is take an example for the gym. And I mean, I've seen you hit mm-hmm. the gym and a lot of people our age do when you hit the gym by yourself and you're initially first getting started, you know, the basic exercises, you know, you know, you're familiar with the reps, the sets you got to do, the stuff you got to eat. You can be doing that for about a year or so. You might get results for sure. You probably will do it consistently enough. But imagine this, if, if an experienced personal trainer comes with you to the gym every single day and actually teaches you and how to, you know, strengthen the mind-muscle connection. How do I actually, you know, how to do this exercise or try this differently or do that differently. And if you do that and it gives mm-hmm. you a proper nutrition plan and gives you maybe supplemental foods or this and that, you'll get a lot more different results and you'll feel the exercises and obviously your muscles grow a lot better as well on a long-term basis. And you might get stronger. Simply just yeah, because... If, if, if in, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what, what I was going to say was you're already doing what you yeah. need to do. But now mm-hmm. just because an expert or someone who's familiar, more familiar with these things, they're actually guiding you in a different direction. Now it's a different perspective that you're, hear- that you're hearing it from. But now you're hearing it from a pers- professional's perspective. And now you're approaching it in a different way. So yeah. it, all comes down, it all comes down to the approach where I'll sit down with clients, for example. I'll sit down with people at our age. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, for example, they'll focus on putting money aside here, putting money there. Nothing wrong with any of that. It's great to do those things. But when you sit down with someone who's a professional in the field and they kind of give you, you know what, maybe instead of doing this, this is great. But right now you should focus over here instead. Or this might be better for your future yeah. or this might be better over here as well. So definitely, I feel like getting a second opinion from a professional is huge. And at the exact same time, if someone who isn't doing these things and um, they actually want to get started and actually learn about these things, getting a professional's opinion right away will save you lots of time. That's for sure. Because now. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True, like I do agree with you. Like, um, 
on that uh, kind of perception because you see like one thing you learn is that you can there are two ways of learning you can either learn by doing things fail along the way and figure it out as you go be yeah. taught by experience or have someone who was there who actually did those mishaps for you and you don't have to do the same mistakes he did he will help you to overstep those then in meantime, he's sharing his wisdom because wisdom is like you don't need to test fire if it's fire. You know fire burns. So you need to actually have that in your mind. You so go. okay. I don't have to play with fire when I know fire burns. So which means that's a presupposed wisdom you get. Now that helps you to actually understand the world and maybe don't make the same decisions you could have made that could have led you into like a ditch that you be hard for you to de- actually come from. And then actually what you're saying is true is like if you really need to understand something it's really good to actually ask and seek the right opinion. Maybe the problem comes, what I've seen is that, uh, this is actually something I've seen from the education system, is that you are being told, even what you're being taught in school, everything, even through the community, even the family everywhere, is that everything is in absolute truths. So like, if someone, if does, if I come and I tell you, mm-hmm. money, you only become successful by being a doctor and by being an engineer, and by being, uh, you know, working at Google, that's success. So that's the definition maybe your dad and your mom told you, maybe someone who's listening, because you find that most people are just going to being a doctor, working at big companies, big tech, being software engineering, you know, all these kind of things. But the question is, is it really that what you want? Is it your calling? Do you even know your purpose yet? Do you know even you know who you are? So like you've been told this and you just accept it because I've seen like most people don't apply reason and critical thinking in whatever because jazz, you might be wrong. I might be wrong. You know, at the end of the day, that's why we ha- we're having a podcast. Like we need to actually discuss and think things through and actually come better out of things because I might have a wrong perspective of something. Someone else might. But how do we challenge our beliefs and actually our thinking? You see that that's the thing because like you find that we need to actually have discussions. It's not because if someone's giving an opinion, is telling you that's the only existence of that. There are actually a lot of multitudes of ideas and perception and opinions. You can choose for yourself. I don't think it's not like there is a force or something that this is the only truth in the world. You never find anything else. Because truth to be told, you can be successful at anything as long as you're willing to put in the work and, you know, find yourself where you fit in that and actually solve a problem. Simple as that. But now, how does someone actually, like, how do you get to discover, for example, like, uh, these topics, like you said, something about money, you said uh, assets, you know, age, investment, family, and all this. You find that the world we're living in, especially right now uh, in Canada, like, you find that most people are just hating the family. Most people don't even care about family anymore, you know, like, it's very rare to find someone actually who even thinking about family. You see, you they saying that you have more respect for your parents and, you know, you came here and, you know, you'd actually sat down and talked and discussed all these things, you see. But now not a lot of young people are seeing the gift in that. They are not seeing the importance of the family. They are, they are so detached with their ancestors or with their culture. And you have, that's why you have things like degeneracy. You see like degeneracy everywhere. And then you have all these uh, people saying that uh, they are oppressed, family oppressed them, the patriarch, all this hatred from the parents and everything. And you find it corrupts responsibilities and morals because how can you actually get responsibility if you're detached from your, from your own source, from your own culture? How can you even develop further responsibilities in life? You mm-hmm. see what I'm talking about? Definitely. Now, 
like you said something yeah like i want to learn like i want to learn even someone who is listening right now um about like how did you that transformation wise like you are not like this i bet like you're not like this how come you came to this path what made you choose this path and how did you end up here and what choices did you make to turn here and be here and you know what is your story Definitely. Yeah. So I, I was actually referred into the industry while I was actually studying business uh, in university at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, like mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even know that this industry existed. Right. Let alone you can actually get a license, mm-hmm. help people make money. So I got started for the sole purpose, bro. Like, honestly speaking, like sole purpose of me getting started in this industry was simply just getting educated myself on finances. So here's what I understood. I mean, many of the listeners probably agree with this as well. And same with you. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what job you do, what business you do. At the end of the day, the goal is to make money, right? Everyone's in a everyone's in a daily focus yeah. of increasing income and earning money. And now, many of us in our position where we want to support our parents and our family and all these things. And these days, you can't do that without you know making enough money and actually having enough money as well. So what I understood was that it doesn't matter what job I get into or anything I do at the end of the day. If I can't take care of my money properly, I won't be able to take care of my family properly long term either. So a big thing for my myself was learning about these things initially on. And I got started for those purposes. And then I realized a lot of the stuff I was learning, I would go home and talk to my parents about, and there's many things that even they were unfamiliar with. And you probably agree with this and same with many of the listeners that most of the financial knowledge that we have today is typically passed down from our parents, right? Which could be a really great thing or a really bad thing, depending on exactly how much our parents know. But I learned quite a bit growing up from my dad in terms of finances. But when I first got into this, like I started learning so much that I would actually go home and ask him questions about and there were many things that even he was unfamiliar with too. So the reason why I got started mm-hmm. with this is to learn for myself. Then I realized that my parents have no clue. Then I started asking around the friends, family, all these things. And there's many things that even they were unfamiliar with. So I decided to get a license, license, license myself. And just by helping other people, providing mm-hmm. them solutions, guiding them, I realized that I can obviously make a decent income in the industry. So I got started with this part-time. Mm-hmm. I was part-time, I want to say, roughly for about a year. But then jumped in full-time after mm-hmm. that. So I've been full-time now for roughly for the last uh, two and a half years since uh, 2021 in the industry. So the main yeah. thing is... Uh, industry. Yeah. So there's a massive demand in the industry. I mean, take a look at it. We all make money, mm-hmm. but no one knows how money works, right? And these days, especially with today's economy, take a look at like what's going on around us right now. Most people want to learn about money, but don't have any, don't really have too many resources. And people might say, you know, Jazz, like there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Google. And I agree, we live in the era of information. The problem is there's too much information out there. You know, people don't know where to start. And secondly, they don't know exactly who to trust, right, with the information as well. So the main approach that I really want to take, like I mentioned before, is, is teaching people always the basics that we're not taught growing up. Especially like I do with families and clients that are even in their 30s, 40s as well sometimes even in their 50s and there's many things that even they're unfamiliar with simply just because no one ever actually went out of the way to teach them and they didn't even know that this knowledge was actually you know existent or it was uh, out there so um hmm. the main thing is that's exactly why i got into the industry i saw a huge demand for it because these days well people want to learn about money and who wants to learn about money is people that make money and who makes money mm-hmm. is literally everyone right so mm-hmm. what i learned was very quickly it's not about how much you make or how little you make. It more so kind of mm-hmm. comes down to what you do with what you make at the end of the day. I've seen people that make four or $5,000 a month, but they have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Their accounts are empty. They have no savings. They're in debt. Mm-hmm. But 
But I know people yeah. who make two, maybe $3,000 a month, and they have like $15,000, $30,000 already saved up. <clears throat> so it more so comes down to like so, eventually programming and the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what yeah. kind like what is uh what is money to you and what like what is your what is money to you and what is the programming and the mindset you have towards money because money is a like we usually say money but I believe that most people are actually not aware and even actually understand money so actually I think for the first step let's say we're talking about money so what is actually money let's first of all define that because we different depending where where you come from money is different for everyone they have a different way of defining money so like what is money actually to you to me my, the the definition of money in my world has changed especially after i got into this industry like i mentioned before mm-hmm. like um i had no financial knowledge no business knowledge at all before i got into this <clears throat> my financial advice to myself before i got into the industry was spend every single dollar that you have right so that was a mindset kind of growing up but as I got into the industry, I realized that money is simply just a tool and money is a resource, mm-hmm. right? And my mindset is, it's infinite. But many people mm-hmm. think it's finite. Many people think that money is scarce, right? Money mm-hmm. is scarcity. My mindset is that money is abundant. Money is literally everywhere and it's infinite. But it comes down to exactly how much value you can provide to the marketplace to collect money. We mm-hmm. don't make money, by the way. None of us make money. We collect money, Right. And when money is collected, it's collected in terms of exactly the value, the value you do, the value you provide and, and the work you do outside uh-huh. today. Whether you're getting paid hourly, monthly, yearly, or you're getting paid for the uh-huh. for example, providing value to others and the work that you do. So none of us make mm-hmm. money. We all collect money. That's my mindset around it. It's abundant. It's literally everywhere. Uh-huh. But simply what we got to understand is very simplify it. It's simply just a tool and it's simply a resource. But here's the thing, bro. When it comes mm-hmm. to money in general, it's very misutilized. It's a very misutilized tool and resource. And it's also a very mm-hmm. underutilized tool and resource as well. Mm-hmm. When I say when I say underutilized this, it, many people don't use it for the right things. They don't use it for the right purposes. Mm-hmm. So, so what are those right purposes like to use money on? So when I talk about right purposes, then again, it comes back to where you are in your life right now. Let's talk about people our age, right? We're in our early 20s mm-hmm. right now. I'm guessing many of the listeners mm-hmm. are as well. Using it for the right purposes is basically reinvesting that money back into yourself. Because like I mentioned before, money is a tool, right? Reinvesting money back into yourself and your knowledge and your personal growth, your development, your career, whether you're in business. So there's nothing wrong with ever investing money into yourself that will essentially allow you to collect more money and make more money. Right. So mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that at all. It's actually an investment back into yourself and for your future, whether it's your fitness, your your mindset your business, your finances, whatever it could be. So using it in the right ways is investing money back into yourself. Maybe you're spending it on a use, attending business events, maybe starting a business. You're spending it for, I don't know, um, learning about uh, reading books, for example, buying books, or listening to podcasts like this. It could be anything at all, but the resources are the main thing that we want to take a control of, right? So instead of them actually, you know what, instead of society dictating exactly how we utilize those resources, it more so comes to us and how we how we utilize those resources as well. And this topic, for example, is a lot of the things I talk about all the time with many clients I sit down with. So I don't just educate clients, for example, on you know accounts and investments and savings, this and that. I spend a big mm-hmm. chunk of the time mm-hmm. actually talking about the mindset behind money, right? What's our what are our habits mm-hmm. with it? Our relationship with money, because understanding the mindset mm-hmm. of it is half of the work. 
the other half like, like I mentioned, so what 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 uh-huh. what is the mindset of money what is the, the mindset, mindset of money the mindset yeah, like yeah, i mentioned yeah. before right so when it comes down to saving money for example do you see it as something that you're forcefully <laughs> doing every single month or are you is it something that's a habit of yours so think so about why it should we save so why, why, so why actually would someone save so think about it this way. Do you know people right now uh-huh. in your life or people that you've seen around yourself that are in their, I don't know, 30s, 40s, 50s that have kids or they're working right now that are financially struggling? Like, do you know people like that right now? Yeah, you know, I know most of them. People, right? It's, it's yeah, over half, half yeah. Canadians are in that boat right now. Now, here's a question, a very simple mm. question you're going to ask yourself. And like, like I mentioned, when it comes uh-huh. to getting answers to questions, they come with questions. So why should you yeah. save? Why should you put money aside for your future? Here's a question. Do you know people like that? Answer is mm-hmm. yes. In the next 10 to 15 years, do you plan on also maybe, I don't know, buying a house, starting a family, you know, having kids, all these things. And for most people, answer is mm-hmm. yes. For some of them, maybe not, but that's all good. Fact of the matter is, mm-hmm. long story short, five, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, do you want to be in the same position as those people? Yes or no? And for most people, the answer is obviously no. Okay, so what you got to yeah. do is you got to do the exact opposite of what they're doing with their money right now. Starting right now, though, because mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we've gotten in the last four to five years, right? And where, we're, where mm-hmm. we are right now is a direct reflection of the things that we've done and that we've thought over the last four to five years. So the only way to change the situation... So which, which means... Uh, yeah, go uh-huh. ahead. The only, to, the, the only way to change the situation? Go ahead. So the only way to change the future is to actually think think, think differently and do things differently as well. So you can't yeah. expect a different outcome by doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over again. And I've seen people, you know, they say jazz, like, you know what, we're young right now. We should be enjoying this and that. And I 100% agree with that. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. when it comes to everything we do in life, every single thing, there's always a time and mm-hmm. place for everything, whether it's work, family, whatever it is. So here's a perspective for, so for example, when it comes to time and place for things, I'm at the office right now. The office is not a place for me to hang out with my friends and spend time with my parents, right? Office is a place yeah. for me to work, help people out. But when I'm at family gatherings, that's the time to spend with my family, you know, be with them and not be doing work. So there's always a time and place for everything that we do. And when it comes to finding balance between these things, balance, I feel like is, is like a made up term that a lot of people use to kind of make them feel, make themselves feel better about what they're doing in life. Balance, you find yourself. You find balance yourself. You know, what do you find balance in? You find balance in your fitness, your career, your family, everything. And you find balance in terms of your financial planning and what you're putting for your future and how much you're putting aside for your future. So mm. you got to find that balance yourself just by going throughout the process. So coming back to your question before where you talked about uh, what is that mindset? Here's a simple mindset. So now, would you agree? Think about it, brother. Would you agree that 70 to 80 percent of most of our paychecks go towards daily living? 70 to 80 percent right stuff like rent phone bills groceries food transportation all the all the necessities that we need right yeah i i i agree i agree actually like because like most people you find like this what i've seen for example right here in canada is that most people actually as you said that even the study confirmed it like more than 50 percent of canadians work live paycheck by paycheck and you did explain it so which is kind of like a very hard truth, but it, it's the real, like it's reality, like it's real. Because people do tend to actually the only thing that people are working for is to survive, to live. Yeah. So uh, there is, for example, I see a very wrong, uh, 
approach to this like why why should you just survive you know why not live life you know why not own your choices why not you know question who you are find who you cause this is a funny part of, this is a funny discovery i found this, this is something funny that i've discovered is that most people are confused of who they are they don't know who themselves yeah. And it's normal to not know yourself. This is the thing actually I've been gri- I've been gripping with, but now this is this 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 is what I've found is that it's normal. You can even reach in your forties. You don't know who you are. It's it's okay, but at the end of the day, as you continue actually doing something, just mm-hmm. doing something, just not being useless, do something, then and then eventually you're gonna get there and you're gonna know yourself. And then by the time you discover yourself, you're gonna find was oh was it this easy? Why? Why was I so blind the whole time? But if you didn't do anything, you can't uh, have, you know, reached anywhere. So, like, you are on the point of um, me agreeing if 70 or 80% of our paychecks go to grocery bills, which is correct. I agree. 100%. So, so continue now, on that point. Yeah, continue on that point. Follow, the follow-up question with that is now 70 to 80% of it does go towards daily living and everything that we do every single day. But I think about it, do those bills that we pay, do those bills make us wealthy or do they make other companies and other people wealthy? Mostly, it's very hard, but it's very hard to deduce. But I think it, I think it goes the other way around. Like it goes to the other people. Like if you are paying bills, of course, so which means you're making better of someone. Of course. Who's right? not so you? We'll- that's, what, that's how I, I say it, yeah. Like, so very simply put, when we pay yeah. rent, we pay grocery bills, phone bills, transportation, gas, whatever mm. it is, those bills that we pay every single month mm. make other people wealthy. And by the way, those aren't bills that we can get away from. We have mm. to make payments, right? Mm. Now, 70 to 80% of our paycheck goes towards making others wealthy. But a question you're going to ask yourself mm-hmm. is, what's the bill that you pay yourself every single month to make yourself wealthy? So mm-hmm. uh, that's a question. When it comes to saving money, it's a bill you have to pay yourself. So for me, for example, mm-hmm. I have a certain amount that mm-hmm. I set aside every single month. That's a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable mm-hmm. meaning I have to put it aside every single month. Just as I pay my office rent, my, my car payments or whatever I'm doing, I have mm-hmm. to put aside money for, for my savings as well, for my future. Because think about it, bro. When we work, let's say, what, 30, 40 hours a week, we, we spend that time working for money. And when money mm-hmm. comes home to our family or to your account at the end of the day, who do you think is a most deserving person from that paycheck? Should it be someone else or should that be you? So, uh, me, of course, not of course, someone else. Right? Exactly. So now yeah, that's what yeah, we're putting aside at least a minimum of 10% of our income every single month. If you can't put aside 10%, start mm. with five. If you can't put five, start with two, three, whatever it is. But trust me, even putting aside like a small portion every single month, it makes a really big difference mm. long term. Small things always make a really big, really big impact long term. So when it comes to money, the mindset really is when it comes to saving and putting money aside is simply a mm. payment you make yourself every single month. And that's non-negotiable. Simply how some people scramble to pay rent sometimes. You also got to scramble mm. to pay yourself the money every single month as well, because you're the most important bill that you, you'll pay long term on top of everything. So else. is is saving and investment like, is there a correlation between the two or they're just different things? Different things. Some people say, you know, some, when I talk to people, I'm like, you know what, like, what are you doing in terms of like, your, your finances right now? I'll be like, Jazz, like, you know, actually, I'm actually really good at saving. And what that simply means is I have lots of money stored up in my saving account and uh, or, my, or my checking mm-hmm. account and it's kind of just sitting there. Save, saving mm-hmm. money, it kind of really comes down to are you good at putting money aside? 
when it comes to growing money and investing money, are you actually putting it in the right places where it can give you a profit and give you a return long term? Hmm. So, so what are those like, right places? What do you mean? What do you mean by right places? So are you putting in a place where you can get like, let's say, I don't know, a seven, eight, nine percent rate of return long term, 10 percent rate of return long term? Are you in a place where you're putting your money where it's beating inflation? It's, out, it's outpacing inflation and it's minimizing taxation. Hmm. So you want to put your money in places where long term you can put it aside. So for, let's say, I don't know, five, 10, 15, 20 years on the road when you really need it. You can utilize it mm. and you want to put it in places where you can actually get make a profit on it. It's beating inflation, like I mentioned before, but you're also minimizing the taxes that you're actually incurring on that money and that you're paying back on that money as well. Mm. So um, that's the main thing when it comes to the approach. Right. So that's like all of a different topic as mm -hmm. well. Uh, there's many things when it comes down to that, like same question, like I mentioned before, a lot of people ask, OK, where should I put it? How mm. does this work? How does that work? Now, before you find the answers to those questions, you got to engineer backwards and start off where start with where you're at right now and see mm -hmm. what the current situation is and what your goals are and then move towards exactly what you can essentially do with that long term. So, yeah, that's but you say, you say, yeah, you say something interesting on the investment side. You say that they, uh, when I ask you, like, what do you mean by the right places? And you told me that uh, the place, for example, where you can put money and actually gives you a return of eight to nine percent of in value of what you invested mm -hmm. uh, is that quite right uh, as, as as how you said it yeah exactly. so now i have a pro i have a question like some people out here including me like we kind of have like a different way and a different perception from viewing investment like is investment all about putting it in a place for example um a life insurance something you know something very very in the book like do I need to put in a savings account? Do I need to put in, uh, in like, um, you know, life insurance policy? Or do I need to put it like, can't I just invest in me? Is just investment in books of accounting and exactly. only in, can, can I invest money by starting my own business? Can I, can I invest money by buying just a nice laptop to start my podcast? You know, like exactly. all these things, like what, what, what do you, what do you say about all these different perspectives of investment? What do you think of it and how, how do you see them? No, 100% agree with that. And like I mentioned before, uh, when you asked me a question about where is the right places to put your money, like I mentioned before, the right places is investing your money back into yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Your knowledge, your education, mm -hmm. like you mentioned before, mm -hmm. with a book, a podcast, or starting a business. So investment doesn't always have to be, you know, you're putting money aside to grow it. That could be a portion of it every mm -hmm. single month. But how much are you investing back into yourself every single year or every single month as well? Mm -hmm. Are you investing back into your yeah. future and investing back into yourself? Mm -hmm. Because there's no there's no better return you'll ever get on investment than investing back into yourself long term. Hmm. So, for example, like if someone comes to me today and says, Jazz, like I have $10,000, uh, like where should I invest mm -hmm. it? So first things first, mm -hmm. there's no best investment like I mentioned before. But the best investment you can actually put, yeah. put into is yourself. You know what? Maybe start a business or become a part of a business group or like a club or maybe, I don't know, attend business events. And get get mm -hmm. into places and spaces where people are winning at a high level. People are doing much better than you are financially and mentally and in all aspects. And you know you can actually start learning from them, share energy with them. And when you shake hands with them, exchange energy, that's when you can move forward. Mm -hmm. If you don't have access to it, simply just reading mm -hmm. a book, an association, because now you're learning from someone or something, for example, that has done something big long term. So mm -hmm. investing back into mm -hmm. yourself doesn't really uh, necessarily come down to you know what like um 
It doesn't always have to be starting a business. It could be just picking up a book or listening to a podcast or going to a business event where you're actually meeting people, having conversations and you're sharing energy with them, shaking mm-hmm. hands, doing some of these things. And like I mentioned before, if that's not available to you, it might just be, you know, picking up a book or listening to a podcast or essentially, like you mentioned before, taking action and actually investing into yourself and investing into that business. So that's the main way I see it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the mindset that many of us should have when it comes to investing money is that you invest into mm-hmm. yourself and your future so you can be in a place to make more money and collect more money long term. That's that's the main mindset behind it. Yeah. So what if like someone is confused, like as I've said, like it's a realization I came to see like personally and I've come to realize, for example, I part of it I learned from Plato. There is this story of Plato and um no, it's Socrates. Uh, sorry, it's Socrates and the yeah. the Oracle in uh, in Greece. So now it, it, it's a very funny story on how the Oracle mentioned that Socrates is the wisest man in the whole Greece. And then um, Socrates didn't, didn't agree. And then what he found actually when Socrates said, I'm going to go actually and prove this Oracle wrong. And then what he found as he went uh, across Athens and Greece and actually trying to interview different people and see what they think of certain topics and get their thoughts. He actually, he found the Oracle was right. Not because he was the wisest person in the whole Greece, just because he was so dumb to recognize how stupid he was. Because what he found is that people, also people were pretenders. He found that yeah. lots of people actually are pretending. They don't know what they're talking about, but they just want to sound smart and be smart. So now um, yeah. back to what I was saying is that I found like, it's actually very funny, like how much we don't know what we want and it's normal. It's okay. We're so confused. Like we don't know who we are. And part of what comes, for example, is that you find you fall in a trap of all these different choices. For example, I find like this stage of my life and actually my, uh, my age and everyone like who is in their late teens, approaching their twenties and even just below the thirties, you find that you have so much potential. I've seen this and you actually have a lot of crazy ideas. Like you have, you can do anything as long as you think of it. But now something funny happens. You have all different ideas. Then you fall into a trap called fake action. Then what you do is that you have all these things. You just are not doing anything realistic with them. And even if you do, you are just falling in a trap and getting some dopaminergic like reaction from whatever you influence yourself with. Let's say, for example, you take a book. Your book becomes an escape where it becomes an addiction. Like self-help becomes an addiction in yeah. a way, in a sense that you actually are feeling for that dopaminergic hit to make yourself feel good and get a fake reward, which is not real, okay. that you're doing some action, which is not, which a fake action. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, exactly. how do you like, cause you say like someone approaches you with 10,000. Let's say for example, someone is confused. Like they don't know. They don't know like who they are. They don't know what they want. Because you find like as though it's it's an easy question. If as you ask someone randomly, like what is it that you want, most people will stumble. They don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. They say, ah, I want a, I want a, a big house. Oh, I want a big mansion. Oh, I want a Lamborghini. Man, you you want you want everything. You want the whole world. I want to be a president. I I I, I want to be an actor. I want to be all this. I say, okay, yeah. uh, buddy, how about we start with a plan? Huh? How about we start with something? Uh, writing down your thoughts. Like what is it that you actually want? Like. So for you, like, I'm asking you, like, what, how do you see, uh, do you tend to find these cases, like, for people who don't know who, what they are, want in their life and they're coming to you, maybe they have money because they're coming to you as a broker and your role as a broker is to advise someone where, of course, they're coming for you because they, they want to invest money. 
but they don't know where and they are looking for a place to actually discover themselves and find the best opportunity which at the end of the day might not be the best of the best but still they're going to learn something and how yeah. do you tend to those situations because i how, those situations in your day like i bet you come across with them and how do you deal with them so when it comes it depends person to person i guess like like i mentioned before you got to really mm. take a look at like when you're sitting down with someone like exactly what their goals are where they're at mm. right now in their life but with the main the main question is like mentioned before you, you got to get really clear on like what it is that you really want long term so if if you're very clear mm. on where you're headed and what you want to work towards it'll be very easy for you to start paving a path towards it and actually ask the right questions in order to get clarity in terms of where you want to go so For example, mm. let's say you're in Ottawa and your goal is to I don't know drive towards Toronto. That's a goal you have in mind. But you have no map, mm. you have no idea how to get there. You just pull out of the driveway and you, and you just start driving. For all you know, you might drive for 10 hours, but you you're supposed to go towards Toronto, but now you're headed towards I don't know, like towards Manitoba or Montreal. Yeah. So yeah. You got to no doubt it's really important to have a head, an end point in mind, which many people do. but you got to have mm-hmm. a laid out plan and a map in front of you in terms of exactly how to get there and when you have that now you know mm-hmm. exactly where to put your money in terms of how it's going to help you get there cuz like i mentioned before money is a resource and money is mm-hmm. a tool it's going to help you work towards those mm-hmm. goals so you got to be very yeah. clear exactly where you want to go and some people bro they don't even know exactly where they want to go i mean toronto pulling mm-hmm. out of ottawa toronto's not even in their mind they just pull out of the drive and they just start driving <laughs> Even figuring out where Toronto is is a problem. They have to put it in Google Map. Nah, just joking. <laughs> but yeah, but you get a sense. Like, even you thinking of going to Toronto or like you know in that metaphor is like yeah. even you having an idea of where you are, having that goal, it's very hard. Like yeah. if you ask if if you ask me and I say I want to go to Toronto, that's not a goal. It's just an idea. It's just a thought. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, is can I measure it? Is it specific enough? Is, yeah. Can I achieve it? How and how can I measure? it and how how long will it take you see all these questions that you find that we're not asking like how actually do i come to a goal because setting a goal is so hard and you know if it's hard if you try to set one a very good one not just a funny goal you see what i'm talking about i agree and then for you like what is your approach like what 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 is your approach like for example because um one of the thing for example i what what i think is that for example you might this person maybe might be confused in his life because he thinks the advice he got is for example investing his money in for example in all this uh, saving investment all these kind of things that he was told but that that might not be the right way and for example let's say you tend a situation someone is actually really uh, like investment can be good however much it is if you're getting something from if you're getting at least something it's better than zero one is better than zero but now that's not your full potential that's not where you end up and how do you tend for example in situation if you've met this situation like for example in your day to day uh you know career and how you work you find that someone is confused they don't know what they want but now for example there is a bias that come might come to you like like say okay i might give an advice as a broker because that's who i am and it's not like i'm not wrong because at the end of the day i'm just a broker who who am i who am i to give you like a very well round uh you know uh, advice then how can you like how how do you deal with this like someone is so confused and maybe he might not need need a broker or he might not get into investment first like for example taking the money and just putting for example in uh, you know in a savings account or in in a tfsa you know or, you know all these kind of things like what is what is how do you tend to cut off for these situations where like someone 
is trying to find who they are. But now they come to you as a broker. 100%. Yeah, so like I mentioned yeah. before, it, yeah. depends per- it depends person to person mm. exactly what one situation is. But mm. not everyone that, mm. you know, what comes through these doors and sits down with us becomes a client. Because some people, bro, you'd be surprised. Like they come to us for help and they want to mm. sit down and learn about these things. But they essentially don't mm. have like anything in place for themselves financially right now to actually work towards anything. Because some people, they're still paying off debt. Some people, they have mm-hmm. very little money to their name. And they're trying to pay off a credit card mm-hmm. or a student loan or a car loan, whatever it is. So fact of the matter is, it depends on exactly where you're at with the current situation. And timing is a really big thing as mm-hmm. well. Where today, I might be paying off, let's say two years, I might be paying off credit card debt or a student loan or whatever it was. But a year later or two mm-hmm. years later, I might be in a really good financial position where I can start putting money aside for myself. Right. So I feel like yeah. there's, there's lots of misconceptions that a lot of people really have when it comes down to working towards mm-hmm. a lot of these things. But I feel like when you have like a better sense of direction and you have like a second person that's a professional kind of taking a look at your situation, then I feel mm. like you're going to hear from a different perspective, right? Same, for example, where same example I gave before, if you're at the gym, for example, doing a certain exercise, you might think you're doing it properly, but now, mm. for example, a trainer might Until you break yourself. Until you break yourself, yeah. But the <laughs> trainer might come and change a little bit. But that little bit change, a little bit of change makes a world of a difference. So same when it comes to this as well, like a second opinion and a second eye never really hurts, especially with someone who has a lot more experience and a lot more knowledge than you. Um, it's never mm-hmm. bad to take a second opinion from someone who's more knowledgeable from you. But then again, very key component is you want to take advice from the right people, right? If I want to get into yeah. better financial shape and see if I'm investing my stuff properly, I want to go talk to my cousin, for example, Who's, in, who's still in school, who's still paying off student loans in the same position as me because he hasn't done what it is that I want to do. So you want to take a look mm-hmm. at your solutions and problems with someone who, has a, who, has a, who, who is at a higher level than you. Someone who's at a higher level mm-hmm. than you in, in terms of where you're looking at. Because mm-hmm. now they've either been there before or they've helped lots of people that have been there before as well and they know exactly what works and what doesn't work. So they're the ones that can actually guide you in the right direction and kind of help you out in terms of that. And it saves you a whole lot of time it saves you a lot of headache and at the end of the day it saves you lots of money possibly in the process as well yeah so like I, I, just something came to my mind actually and for example like you see uh we might be oh we like you're saying there is a recession right? it's not like a crazy recession but there is that high for example uh, high mortgage rates and then yeah. it's like everything is so hectic like everything is so expensive like for example personally like uh we are in canada right now everything is so and i bet like it's a bit around the world there is kind of like a mild recession where the mortgage rates are high interest rates are you know are very low and all these kind of things and then how are you dealing with this like how can like how are things going on in this because if someone comes in and they want to for example to for example some people have even troubles actually trusting these companies because mm-hmm. lots of them you have seen what has happened in history the 2008 1939 if it's not 1940 just before the second world war or during the second world war like all this kind of depression happened and everything went down now the 2008 market like the, the house market went boom down it's crushed everything crushed now you see like some people are scared some people are scared in, to go in this route and for example you see like they were in the bad times of actually seeing something as you know investing in for example in real estate investing in all these kind of things like how is how are you handling for example this uh recession and mortgage rates and interest rates you know that are going uh not in a good way 100 percent. i feel like 
the mindset is very different. Like I mentioned before, person to person, it depends on whether you're working full time, if you have kids, if you have a family, if you do own a home, or if you're, for mm-hmm. example, someone who's younger right now, who's maybe renting or focusing on school, kind of get, get your career going a lot. So it definitely depends person to person. But if you take a look at everything going mm-hmm. on right now, the last well, year, year and a half, um, I've heard lots of people losing their jobs. But I've also heard lots mm-hmm. of people in business making the most money that they've ever made before. Right. I've heard of people that are scared of the market, but I've heard of people, you know, that are actually excited because the market's down. It's a better chance for them to invest and actually make money long term as well. So it, it kind of comes down to, like I mentioned before, the knowledge that you have. And there's lots of unpredictability uh, right now in mm. the market and obviously the economy. In the market? Yeah, I feel like it's always yeah. going to be like that. You can, you can never predict the economy and you can never predict what's going on in the market. <laughs> no doubt history always repeats itself and history will typically repeat yeah. itself again. And obviously so on and so forth. You can yeah. kind of find patterns here and there if you're really knowledgeable about those things. But at the end of the day, no one can predict anything that's going to go on in the world today. You can take a look at history for sure. That helps 100%. Mm. It helps you on getting a, a like a picture of what it could look like, let's say next year, two years from now, four years from now, 10, 15 years mm. from now as well based on the past but then again you can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow or happen later today or happen next week it's very it's very unpredictable the, mo- the best we can do is actually get, gain more knowledge around these things and see exactly how we can kind of deal with it which is a which is the biggest thing and a big misconception that like i have clients of mine by the way who have had their mortgage mm-hmm. like payments double and triple even sometimes as well over the last like a year after yeah years, which is easy so yeah people and i've had clients before where they want to go buy a house for example a year and a half two years ago and i told them like you know what like i think you should slow down it's probably not the right time right now uh you want to take a look at your finance and see this and that many people bro, they have a misconception that just because they have enough save for a down payment they're ready to buy a house that's not true you gotta take factors into consideration now you have enough for a down payment but are you ready for the instability that might come with owning the home in the next for the market Five years, yeah. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years even as well. Are you prepared for that unpredictability? Mm-hmm. Do you have enough money saved up? Do you, do you, are you making enough money right now? Do you have enough to your name? And some people mm-hmm. were, you know, they went ahead and did it anyways. And they're stuck right now because their payments are out of control and they're barely just getting by, which is insane. So it's a very miscon- very big misconception, but that's like I mentioned before. That's why a second opinion never hurts. But always take a second opinion mm. from someone who's knowledgeable, who's credible, and someone who's doing a bit better than where you're at right now. Because you'll learn about it from their perspective, because their quality of mm. thinking is a bit higher than you're, than where you're at right now. Because their quality of thinking has brought them to where they're at, and your quality of thinking has brought you to where you're at. So it, it never hurts to take a second opinion based on, based on that long term, for sure. Uh, well, I agree. And that's why I have you here, because you are uh, good you. at investment advice. You're a broker. And hey... You're a broker, I know, so, you know, why not if I need investment advice, not come to the one who is qualified that I know, you know? And Definitely. as you said, it's quite funny. Like, one one man's poison is another, uh, one man's meat is another man's poison. People see the recession as a bad thing. I just say, oh, an opportunity. Let, yeah. Let's well, make it, fact. you know? Because mm-hmm. catastrophe is always inevitable. You know, you can't stop it. And, you know, 
So yeah, I believe that's how it is. And actually, I, I, I think this is actually a very good place to actually close by. And I would actually love to have you next time and continue talking about like, you know, these good topics. And, and you know, ask, I have a lot of questions in, I didn't ask you because, you know, we have a limited uh, time and you're a busy guy and, you know, you have all these clients and, you know, meetings to attend and everything. And uh, for those who are listening, I'm going to link, uh, if you need like advice specifically tailored to you, uh, like investment advice, you know, financial, you want to go into savings, investment, all these kind of things. I will link uh, Jazz's information. You can check him out and he can actually advise you if you're, if that's the route you want to take in investment. And then you can find uh, what is it that can come out of it. And I'll let him, uh, you know, give it a, a, like a last of what he does and how it actually helps people. And, you know, uh, you know his last touches and then uh, we call it a day. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, just like... Uh... Just like my brother mentioned right here, uh, feel free to shoot me a message, a DM, or whatever it might be. And uh, the biggest thing is, like, uh, I don't charge fees, so I don't want your money. Uh, I don't charge fees from the from people I help out, or the clients that I help out. So that's the that's the beauty of it. So um, I'm always mm. open to having conversations. And yeah, like like you mentioned before, I love meeting new people and getting to know people and their situations and what they're at, where they're at right now, and uh, just kind of guiding people in the right direction. Because when I first got started with this, I was very lost. Someone helped me out. And I've seen the impact it's made mm. for my family and myself. But most importantly, we can definitely talk about how big of an impact it can make for that person and for their family as well, right? So um, that's about it. And uh, yeah, I love to chat, love to connect. And at the end of the day, worst comes to worst. I mean, at least you and I get to meet and you might gain some more knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might be able to help someone out down the road. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. If, so if that sounds like you you want to go into investment route and you know learn more about financial investment and you know you're in school they, they're not teaching you you know what you need to know you might give it a shot and see what uh, just has to say and maybe you can just first off at the end of the day so you have to always think for yourself and see what is it that you want because there is no absolute truth you know uh, that's that's how i believe by the way so yeah yeah, so you should always make your interest. So, Jazz, it was nice to see you and, you know, very, uh, very grateful for you making the time and ciao. I appreciate you a lot, man. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, man. Talk to you soon, man.